0: Welcome to the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast, real inspiration for real innovators. If you're looking for innovation and leadership transformation, your journey starts now.
1: Welcome to the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bourne. I would love for you to help us spread the word by leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts so that other innovators like you can find us. Did you know that you're a part of a global community? We have over 70-plus countries listening from around the world. That's pretty awesome. Well, my guest today is Shane Mishler, and Shane is the Chief Operating Officer for SD Tech. Shane oversees daily operations of the company, and he partners with the owner to design and implement business strategies, plans, and processes. Shane is actively involved in all the company's investments, clients, strategic franchise partners, and expansion activities. During his tenure with the company, the revenue has more than tripled, and they have about 200 active clients today. That's so awesome. Welcome to the podcast, Shane.
0: Thank you so much, Natalie. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: I would love to know just a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and just tell me how you got started.
0: So my journey has taken me across multiple different business sectors. I started, I've had four primary jobs. I started working in a restaurant when I was 18, And i worked there for about five years started off as a dishwasher and by the time i left i was general manager i was running all aspects of the restaurant and i moved from there into oil and gas industry i worked in the oil fields for right under five years and same thing i started off entry level position as a roughneck and i worked my way up um i went from oil and gas and decided that the culture that was a a big piece of that environment. The culture was not for me. It was not a fun journey. Uh, and so I left and started my career back over and I went into technology and customer service. So I started working for AT&T and I spent five years doing that. I uh, started from an entry-level position and left as a senior operations manager. And then I worked for Kohl's department stores, same thing, started not, not entry-level there. I went into there and they're middle management. And then I left and I was debating opening up my own business. And I had my business plan for uh, something totally different than what I'm doing now, about 90% of the way done. And I was meeting with investors and I was debating opening my own business or potentially going back to work for corporate. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do a corporate lifestyle anymore. And by chance, I met Wes Ulmer, the owner operator of SD Tech. And he actually was employing one of my high school friends who I was in the middle of providing some life coaching to, and I was helping him try to get his life in a better position. And during that, I met Wes, and Wes and I had a very interesting spark between us. I don't know, it's difficult to explain, but everything in a 15-minute conversation, everything from the way that we were both interacting with his employee, my friend, to the type of music and television that we were interested in, all of these things popped up in a 15 minute conversation. And at the end of it, he was like, Hey, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? What am I doing? He said, like, what are you doing with your life? What do you do for a job? What do you do for a career? And that led to us talking and we set up some time to meet. And he explained to me his, you know, the 20 years that he had been running SD tech prior to meeting me and what all he had done. And I was uh, pretty impressed with, the way he was doing business and with his focus which was very heavily on the client and I decided to come work for him when he hired me he had no idea what it was I would actually be doing I didn't know what I would be doing and so it took about six months before I got a really good understanding of his business and then helped him identify some pain points that he didn't realize he was experiencing and between that six months and now it's been three and a half years as you mentioned we've tripled our business we've grown the company out from five employees to 15 recently over this last year we've been working on finding our first franchisee so we franchised the company and yeah it's been a great journey
1: that's so amazing and you know i see this thread at every organization you've been at i would love to know like what maybe you know or don't know but like what is the secret to like You know, you've come in there. It sounds like you've worked really hard. You've shown your value and worth, and then you just are promoted. And I would love for, you know, some of our people listening just to hear a little bit about like what was behind that? Like, how were you able to do that wherever you go? So, I've spent a
0: lot of time considering what's helped me get to where I am. And a lot of it has to do with my upbringing and a lot of very particular things that happened, especially in my teenage years. It's, interesting for me now at 40 years old to look back and really understand that what happened between 12 and 17 had such a massive impact on who I am today, but it absolutely did. My mother was a, for the vast majority of my childhood, she was single and I am the oldest of eight kids. My, My youngest brother and sister are only 12 years younger than I am. So when I was 12, there were eight of us in the household. My youngest brother and sister are twins. So by the time I was 15 and they're about three, my mom is working between two to three jobs and I was managing the household. And so I had seven siblings that are looking to me while our mom's out of the house going, you know, it makes it sound nice when they're like, hey, what am I supposed to be doing today? You know, what chores do I have? That's not the way it was. It was chaotic. It was always chaotic. We were at each other's throats and and I did my best to manage the chaos and keep as much of that off my mom as possible because she was taking care of us and I think that during that time frame right during those crucial years where we're still developing the fact that I had to manage seven different personalities all different age groups everybody were kids so everybody is like my way is the right way what I want to be doing is what I want to be doing and I had to find some type of organization in that chaos and get all of us as often as possible to support one another. And it wasn't easy. But now in my professional life, I find it really easy to identify with people of different walks of life and just various backgrounds, regardless of how diverse I can speak very easily with people who are in executive level positions. And I can speak very easily with people who are in entry level positions and are going through things in their life that that other people don't understand. But I think all of that just had a big impact.
1: Yeah. No, that had a huge impact. I mean, and even just, it sounds like, you know, kind of the story I tell myself about what you just said is that you come into an organization and you help make sense out of chaos. You come in and, you know, there may be uh, disparate things or disparate people kind of thrown about. And it's like, you figure out how to like make a symphony out of the chaos and bring everybody together. And that's a pretty cool skill set to have, you know, some of us, you know, learn that through trial by fire, right? It's not always an easy way that you got to to who you are today, but it definitely shapes you and makes you who you are. And I can just, as you were sharing your journey, I'm like, man, we've got to dig into more on that because it's, you know, it's pretty special. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know how you're able to just build a solid relationship with your clients and just kind of lean in a little bit to because we're on an innovation podcast like a little bit on on how do you help your clients innovate or even think outside the box on what they may be doing or building today or maybe the way that they're approaching a solution how do you help them think differently think a little bit bigger
0: natalie it's a great question and the reality is there's not any one way that that I can say I approach each or a conversation. There's there's so many different ways that we approach these conversations, and a good example is one of our primary clients is a large real estate office, and this particular franchise location has about 1,300 real estate agents that work out of it. Wow! And they they pride themselves on their innovation. They're using technology to innovate and to push forward in the real estate sector. And they had been struggling with maintaining a key position of theirs which was their director of technology and so you they have about 1450 people 1400 agents that work in this office and about 50 support staff who are employed by the office and then they have one person who's managing all of the technology for it and over the over the last 10 years they have gone through a couple of employees and so they came to us and they said hey we're their partner for all of their managed services and they said we would like to talk to you about this problem we've been having and so they're sitting down there explaining it and so they said we would like you to help us find and re, you know recruit somebody for the position i said okay that makes sense and so i asked them to share some of their you know pain points with us and they said that well, one the company really focuses on promoting from within and building up their staff and helping you know provide ongoing development I mean, that that's a fantastic thing to have in leadership and knowing that my background, that's something I really appreciate. I said, so how is that a pain point? And they said, well, this is a one man position. So when we hire them, there's nowhere for them to grow into. There's nowhere for them to get direct development from other than self development. And I said, well, who do you currently have that's recruiting for the position? And it was the individual I was speaking to. And I said, and what's your background in technology? I already knew her background in technology. They use us for a reason. (laughs) <laughs> She's like, My background in technology is very limited. I said, How do you know you're hiring the right person? And right. So they do that based off culture fit, which had also led into some problems because sometimes you find somebody that's a good culture fit. But when you're looking for one individual to run all of your technology or partner with your managed service provider, that's a big task. Mm-hmm. I said, Okay, I see how that's a pain point. So what other pain points? And she said, Well, we have a hard time managing this individual because there's nobody who sits above them that actually understands how they're doing their job. So we just have to trust them. Oh, wow. uh, okay, I understand. <laughs> so we were, she was sharing these pain points with us. And, you know, we're very receptive to, to listening to everything that they have going on. Mm-hmm. And we partner very heavily with our clients to understand their business as well as we can from an outside perspective. So we will come and we visit the offices that we support. We get to know their employees. And we want to provide them a level of support as if we were their own internal IT company. So it makes it very easy for us to have this type of conversation. And as we're talking and she's sharing the pain points, I asked, I said, I have a feeling I know what you're asking me to do, but I'm not sure that you know what you're asking me to do. And she said, I thought you might say that. And I said, okay. So she said, "I want." we were hoping that you could help us recruit. And I said, okay, we could... We can look at things differently we can be your company that comes in and we open up the rec and we manage the rec and we can you know interview this employee the same way we would interview one of our own and she was like well we were kind of thinking that sounds great and that's exactly what we want but what if you do all of that and you manage the employee oh interesting that's something that's not typically done by the majority of managed service providers that are not we're not a staffing agency and we don't usually provide on on-site support. But it was through that conversation, through understanding what they were looking for and what we provide that we're able to leverage our partnership to find a fully innovative solution, something that's not typically offered in our sector. And it works out really well for us. We've been we've had an on-site employee in their office for the last year, and things are moving, moving along pretty well.
1: Wow, that's awesome. And even just the ability to sit and listen. I think a lot of what we talk about on this podcast and a lot of what's really important is having empathy and being able to really listen for not only what's being said, but sometimes what's not being said. I think that's just as important as what they are saying. It's like, hey, I hear some things that you're almost not saying or maybe you don't know how to say, and really leaning into that. And that's such an important part of helping our clients and helping them get the solutions they need is really listening for what's unsaid just as much as what's said.
0: Oftentimes that's one of the biggest pain points is not knowing what's hurting you. And when you recognize that it's what you don't know that's possibly hurting you, then it's very important to listen for the things that are unsaid. Yeah.
1: How do you apply that realm of listening like back into your organization? What does that look like internally as well? Because I think it's brilliant when you're doing that with the client. How do you apply that internally?
0: So Natalie, we, like the. I think the majority of positive companies, we look for diversity to help drive innovation inside of our business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's become nearly cliche to hear uh company say at this point. And But it's the truth. It's what we have to do. So a great example just transpired over the last two weeks with our company. We hired a new technician about six months ago. She's one of our prominent help desk technicians and it's an entry-level position and she came on saying that you know she was looking to get to know the the business and get to know what type of employment opportunities are out here in San Antonio she just she was in her last semester of school for cybersecurity and she graduated in December so she had gotten that out of the way, and now she's looking at, you know, she, she has big sparkly eyes, and she's like, I just graduated, I've got my diploma in cybersecurity, and of course, in a managed service, that cybersecurity is a facet that we handle, but it's not, it's not something that she would be focused on primarily. So then I knew that we were potentially going to lose this employee. She has a, a great future ahead of her. She's very intelligent, and she's very passionate about what she went to school for. So... We met with her and we discussed what it is she likes about our business. And probably equally importantly, we discussed what it is she doesn't like about the business. And then we discussed what it is that she likes about other opportunities that are out there and what they bring to the table. And over the last two weeks, we've sat down and we've discussed a new role that's never been done inside of SD Tech before and something that we think really allows for her strengths to shine and also helps us identify future problems that we're going to run into, and start working on solutions for current problems we have. And so she stepped into that, and she's been getting her feet wet this week. But really, it's looking at our different backgrounds and saying, what what are our strengths? What are we good at, and how can we bring that to the table as part of a community and strengthen up our core as a whole, and it's not always easy.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really p- powerful, though, to be able to receive in that feedback and then help even just um, take the person's role and say, okay, let's look at it from a different angle. Let's look at it from a different perspective and figure out what we can really do to help you feel like you're in the vein of what you're most excited about, but also meet a need, a true need that we do have within the organization that still has to get done, because that's hard sometimes. You know, I've had conversations with employees where the thing they wanted to do, we didn't have it for them. And that, that was unfortunate of saying, hey, I don't have the thing that you want to do, but I'm happy to network you with as many people as I can to help you find the thing you want to do. And maybe it might not be here, but it could be elsewhere. And so I just love the idea of being able to even embark upon that conversation. You know, there are other organizations where you have a conversation like that, and then the person disappears out the door the next day, right? It's like, right able to have the hard conversation of hey i want what i'm doing to hit the passion of what i'm excited about and being able to have a safe place to have that conversation with an employer is not something everyone feels comfortable doing so when you can have that it's pretty special
0: i agree and natalie i've been in that position before where where as an employer we recognize that we have somebody who has incredible talent and they have the passion to really chase after their passion and utilize their talents but there just isn't a place in the business in this current moment. And I've been in a position before where where I wasn't able to create something and retain that individual. And so in the past, I've absolutely helped individuals like that find uh, a job that's going to be better suited for them. I've also experienced the same things when working with clients, somebody who had a client for a couple of years who has really enjoyed working with us, but now they they have a need that we don't currently fill. And so then helping them find the right right provider to help them with. And it's great when you can assist somebody in, in finding what it is they're looking for, but it's significantly better when you can create that opportunity for them and and keep them within your organization.
1: That's Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's just so awesome that people can even feel comfortable to embark upon that conversation. So I would love to know with the little bit of time we have left, What final thoughts would you have for our listeners maybe about embarking upon an entrepreneurial journey or about leadership or even about just, you know, what you've been able to do in your career, which is you come in at one level and just, you know, you're able to leave at another. What final thoughts would you have?
0: I would say leverage your relationships. And when I say that, think about this from the most positive place you can think about this from. Don't think about it as how can I utilize or use the people around me. But how can you leverage your relationships? How can you work with the people who you have in your network, whether that's in your immediate network, in your office or in your broader network with your friends, family, you know, professional network, and just have genuine conversations with individuals like you and I are today, Natalie. It helps breed just such a positive culture and environment that allows for us to be more open honest, transparent. And if we can be open and honest and transparent with the individuals around us and with ourselves, then we can identify what our strengths and our opportunities are significantly quicker. And then from there, focus on your strengths, focus on the strengths of your partnerships, of your relationships, and then work to build this up. And while you're doing that, I promise you, you will find ways to be innovative. You will find ways to further those relationships. And at the end of the day, we're we're humans. We're supporting each other and that's the best and sometimes worst qualities we have going for us. So That's so good.
1: Um, where can people find and follow you?
0: People can find me on LinkedIn at Shane Michler or at SD-Tech. That's the easiest way to find me. You can also visit our company at SD-Tech.net. Yeah, I'm on all of our Major social media platforms. Some of them used for various things, but TikTok and then you're going to find a totally different side of me than you are on LinkedIn. But they're you, both genuine me all the time.
1: dance on TikTok?
0: No, no dancing. <laughs> <That> <laughs> yeah, is mostly so humor odd. and animals. So,
1: okay. <laughs> well, Shane, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed speaking with you.
0: Thank you, Natalie. I appreciate it.
1: Well, to our listeners, thank you for joining the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. And remember, don't just get out of the box, break the box and set it on fire. Let's go transform something.
0: Thank you for joining us for the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Innovation Meets Leadership. And visit our site at InnovationMeetsLeadership.com for more innovation resources.
1: Hey, my new book is out, Set It on Fire, The Art of Innovation. Click on the link to learn more. And don't just get out of the box, break the box and set it on fire. Let's go transform something.